the gospel on the first Sunday after Christmas Day is always John's prologue, the first 18 verses of the gospel according to St. John, that which we've just heard. We could say that it is the most profound scriptural passage in the profoundest gospel. I would say that, but we could say that in the profoundest book in the world. So I really hesitate to say too much. In most of the medieval Western liturgies, at the end of the celebration of the Eucharist would be what is called the last gospel. And that last gospel read every liturgy of the year was John's prologue. In short, this is a passage, these 18 verses, that are meant to be prayed and sung. It's a text to be kissed and loved. For us to get at the good news of the great joy announced this Christmas, John, the evangelist, the writer of the gospel, is telling us that we must go back to the beginning. That's how his gospel starts. In the beginning was the word. And that, of course, connects us to the start of the biblical story, all the way back to Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth. Anybody listening to John's gospel knew what he was doing there. But John is taking us back further still. Genesis tells the story of creation. John is telling the story of the eternal reality of God. Before there was a creation, before God spoke anything into being, the word was in the beginning with God. The word was God. And then John unfolds the central proclamation of our faith, that the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory full of grace and truth. The one born in the manger, Jesus, of Nazareth is God's eternal word made human flesh. And it's from him that we receive the very life of God as we are fed with his bread from heaven, fed with his life. Grace upon grace is poured out through him to the whole world. So this incarnate life, this particular life, this love outpoured is the light of all people, of all things. What a mystery. What joy. Tonight we gather on this first Sunday of Christmas so that in the palm of our outstretched hands, we might receive God's life that was in the beginning. God's life that creates the world. God's life that restores all things through a child born of Mary. The incarnate word of God has come to us so as to bring us back to life. To bring peace.
peace, to give us hope. We need Christmas. We need it every year. We need it every day. And especially when things seem dark or when cynicism or despair grip us, we need God's language of heaven translated into human. And that is precisely what John wants us to know, that the eternal word became one of us so that we can be brought back to life, brought back into fellowship with God, that we might worship in spirit and in truth. So I encourage you during these 12 days of Christmas to spend some time each day with John's prologue. Better yet, read it, pray it, kiss it, come to love it. Open your heart to allow the eternal word in. And every time we do, every time we open our hearts, he enters in. The word pours himself out abundantly. He wants you to receive grace upon grace this Christmas. And the baby at Mary's breast will grow to say that he's come into this world so that we might have life, abundant life, life that even triumphs over death. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Yes, darkness may surge, but the battle is won. Darkness did not overcome it. Christ's light will never be extinguished. And in the depths of our hearts, we are invited to tend an unquenchable fire of a love that was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever, world without end. Merry Christmas.